Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day to you, too. It's a holiday. Shouldn't we be getting the day off? We don't get days off, really. We we work all the time. Well, I don't know. My son, you know, now he works today, but he gets double time today. Does he? Do we get double time? Yes, we do, because two times zero is what? On a zero. <laughs> That's exactly right. Very good. Uh, as, yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> but as, as, as Jethro Bodine, Bodine used to say yep. on the Beverly Hillbillies, we get double knot today. <laughs> we get not not. <laughs> well, we are. Uh, hopefully, that will change in the not too distant future. We, people say you must be making a lot of money because you're talking to so many people. I mean, we heard your promo, and you're talking to millions of downloads around the world. And uh, we say, well, uh, it's grown from nothing, and we own it, and uh, we didn't do any commercials. So, what do you think we make? <laughs> But we're doing commercials now. We're going to be doing commercials, hopefully, uh, sometime we're going to start this year. Look, uh, the math is really simple. You know, we take in zero dollars. So zero times anything, yes. any number you throw out there, yes, I zero just, times that number right. is That's zero. right. And you know how much we have to pay on taxes? Zero. Zero. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we don't even have to hire an accountant for this business. Uh, no. The, so nah. what you make? Not a damn dime. <laughs> but look at if you if you want to advertise. The fact is, we do have millions of downloads, and uh, the show is really catching on. It is a good platform to uh, to display your product. Uh, let us know whether you're interested. Uh, our number is eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. Eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. Just leave a message. Your name, your number. We'll call you back. We have an email address too, don't we? Yeah, it's mail at itsanotherday.com. There's also mail at crnamerica.com. That mail guy, he's uh, yes, he's a very busy know, he's guy. Quite a fella. He gets around. He he <laughs> yes. he loves his name so much. Yes, he's got two different accounts. He's got yes. mail at itsanotherday.com and mail at crnamerica.com probably the only but one on our has, show he's the only one on our show that can read <laughs> yeah he is and, and you know what he has no surname you know it's yes it's not him she it what yes it's just male yes exactly um a lot of stuff going on you know this is the week by the way that the davos world economic forum starts you know what else goes on i think either it happened over the weekend or it's today or tomorrow but uh one of these days here, and they really haven't talked about it, we will have reached the point to where we no longer have credit to borrow for the debt. That was supposed words, to be, by the way, months from now. And then but then they they said last week, oops, next Thursday or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Tuesday or Thursday. Yeah, yeah. We will we will have hit our max. We will go to the bank and say, Yeah, so I'd like to take out a loan. Well, what about this other loan? Yes, I'd still like to take out a loan. I, <laughs> that that yes. wasn't enough. But see, here's the thing. When you own the bank, when you are the bank too, not a problem. No big deal. Trust me. They, they will get through this. There'll be a lot of huff, a lot of puff, and then they will have uh, something. They'll work something out because they print the money. Yeah, I I, I did hear the one thing that, that kind of caught my ear, and it, it came from a Democrat that said, well, we got to make the hard decisions and uh, cut those social programs. Uh, like what? Social Security. You know, mm. they spent the money and now they want to go after, 
you know, benefits that you earned. And I'm like going, just remember that if they do. Just yeah. remember who borrowed the money, who didn't pay back the loan, and now to, you know, cover their butt, we'll take the money right out of your pocket. In the meantime, the New World Order is meeting in Davos, Switzerland this week. You know, that's uh, Klaus Schwab, George Soros, Bill Gates, John Kerry et al. Um, and I thought this was interesting. Um, the most represented countries of Davos participants, uh, mm-hmm. the U.S., 27.2% of all, in, all attendees, Switzerland, 9.6%, U.K., 9.1%, Germany, 4.3%, India, 3.6%. Japan, 3.1%. The United Arab Emirates, 2.9%. France, 2.6%. The Netherlands, 2.2%. And South Africa, 1.9%. It's amazing. The United States is like three times greater than the second place, uh, which is Switzerland, where they're having the conference. I I also heard a figure that 2,000 private jets will fly into Davos, Switzerland this week to talk about improving our climate. <laughs> yeah, which is strange because what do you call those those trails again? That come contrails, out contrails, yes. Contrails. Yes, there, there was a big story over the weekend saying how these big commercial airliners that take, you know, yes. you common folks like you and me oh, oh, around, yes. uh, we've we got to do away with them because yes. they're creating pollution that adds to climate cooling and and heating and whatever it does to the. So climate. what do they want to? What do they want to send us up on? What What do they want? Do they want to go back to DC six prop planes or? No, because they they left a contrail too, I believe, of some sorts of. Well, they probably you know, exhaust. More, yeah, yeah, that's true. So gliders you sit there. <laughs> gliders. No, what, what? You know what? And a slingshot. They don't want us to have gas cars. Yes. Uh, electric cars are a problem, too, really, it, when you get down to it. So yes, it is. I think that they want us at home barefoot and pregnant and the guys out, you know, digging ditches. Yeah. They don't want us to be able to get out and get around anymore. Well, they also want you to eat beetle burgers. Beetle burgers. Oh, beetle, yeah. Yeah. Listen. What to feed our ever-expanding world? Insects. They could feed the world. Healthy. They're full of polyunsaturated fat, protein, and micronutrients. And sustainable. Insects will be a mainstream protein alternative. Too nervous? I'm right there with you still. Wait for a taste. Mm, That's delicious. It is gastronomy in the highest form. Edible insects on Nova. You know? Yes. What? What? Uh, I, I think, as an example, the mm-hmm. most populous c- country in the world mm-hmm. should be the guinea pig to eat the insect uh, burgers first. Which the most populous country should be the guinea pig? Is yeah, that what don't saying? you? Which yeah. is which is China? No. Over the weekend, China got surpassed. Nuh-uh. uh huh. By <laughs> India. Oh, really? So you're saying you're now the most populous country in the world. So you're saying India should be eating the, uh, they probably do for all we know, Bill. I mean, do you they, know? They probably do. Yeah. Well, this, well, you know what? So what else do they do in their spare time? Yes. Eat bugs and well, never mind. But they yeah. they they obviously don't have a lot of TV. Um, yeah. <laughs> listen, <laughs> I got to tell you that 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 promo for Nova about bugs eating bugs. We've had it for a while, and people say. Ah, 
that can't be eating bugs. This story came out this morning. Beetle burgers could soon be helping to feed the world, according to new research. The creepy crawlers' larvae, better known as mealworms, could act as a meal alternative to alleviate hunger worldwide. The process uses a fraction of the land and water and emits a smaller carbon footprint in comparison to traditional farming. Now, my question to you is this, and I'm probably, I'm fairly confident they're going to be talking about this at Davos. We got to get the masses to eat beetles, okay? The thing is, if they start making beetle burgers for you and I, Mm. is Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, John Kerry, and all the the highfalutin dudes at uh, Davos, are they going to eat beetle burgers too? Are they going to... Are they going to lead us in the direction of this uh, beetle food, you know? Or are they just going to make sure that we eat it and they still get their, their uh, you know, charcoal, charbroil steaks? What do you think? Oh, I, I, I think they get their steaks. I think they get their salads. I think they get anything they want to. Yes. And they get to fly around in their big fancy jets. Yes. I think we get the grub worms. Uh, you know, <laughs> you have an interesting way of bringing it down to the the grub worms. That's right. We get, we get the, the grub worms. We get the bait, man. We get the bait. <laughs> you know, and they're gonna they're gonna try to sell you. That, they're gonna try try to sell you that this really is tasty food. You got to see how some of these people talk about. Like, have you tried fried crickets? Oh man, they are so good. They're crunchy. They're crunchy. They're sort of like uh, potato chips. Well, my question is, why don't you just eat potato chips? <laughs> why do you have to cook up the crickets? Uh, yeah, I, I kind of like potato chips, you know? Yeah, uh, well, I, I can't believe that they're trying to shove this garbage uh, into our food system and uh, tell us that it's steak, you know, but that's what, and that's what they're trying to do. And, and this company, by the way, that's making these uh, beetle burgers. Yeah. It's called, it's a French biotech company called Yinsect, Y-N-S-E-C-T, Yinsect. It's planning a global network of insect farms. Oh, how exciting. You know, all you have to do. That's what I wanted. That's what I aspired to be, grow up and be an insect farmer. You you want to sabotage those guys, just, uh, you know, go by, take a look, and bring a can of Raid. (laughs) Oh, man. What do you do for a living? Well, I farm insects. Yeah, really? Yo, that's exciting stuff. Yeah. yeah. So now when you're in a restaurant and you see a cockroach run across the floor, that's the chef special. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Don't step on that. Oh, yeah. my goodness. You catch it, you get a discount. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're laughing, but uh, they're, they're trying to sell us this garbage. They really are. And uh, someone will probably say, well, listen, at one point, you know, at one point, lobster was considered trite food. And it was, by the way. And lobster, I don't know that you're aware of this. Uh, it, prison food. It was prison food. Exactly right. Back in the turn of the 20th century, uh, they used to give it to prisoners because uh, it wasn't th- it wasn't recognized as a great food. It got Bottom a lot beers, of it. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, now it's yeah. cost, now it costs you what forty dollars a, a a pound or something like that for 
Yeah, go to go to New Orleans and get some crawfish étouffée. You know what crawfish are? You oh, know those little, little lobsters. They're little uh, the little lobsters. I mean, they're like a fraction of the size. They look kind of look like a lobster, and, mm-hmm. and, but they're they're smaller, a lot smaller. The, yeah, they boil them up, boy. You know, you get some crawfish étouffée. Oh, you know what? You get <laughs> you get well, you can get the shrimp or you can get the crawfish. Yes. and you get a sub sandwich out of those things. You know, it's like you sound like somebody who who likes that. Who really? No, I don't. Them. But you know, now no, you know, I will say the big, the big jumbo shrimp. Yeah, you know, and you 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 boil them up just right. Mm. You know, with all the the uh, whatever that seasoning is that yes. you have. Oh, they're good. I mean, I, I remember that. I don't eat that now, but when I lived down there, I tried it once. And I said, "This isn't bad. I Ooh. liked it." Speaking of jumbo shrimp, uh, Adam Schiff is in the news. Uh, well, yeah, he's a big shrimp. <laughs> Adam Schiff uh, was talking about the the classified documents. Joe Joe's kind of stepped in it, I guess, with this classified document thing. But you know, I hear too many people saying, "Well, it looks like Joe's really done it now. This could be it for Joe." I just don't believe that anymore. I think there's two standards: no. one for one for uh, Trump and and the right, and one for the Democrats and the left. Have you heard the spin that they're doing now? They're going, well, you know, these Joe documents. Yeah, you know, but I don't see how this is a problem for the Democrats. It's a real problem for, for Trump. You see, what <laughs> they're doing is they're taking they're taking the two, yes, yes. trivializing, you know, what happened to Biden. And, you know, we can get into that in a second. And then taking all this stuff for Trump and going, oh, but look at all these documents. Well, you know what? You want to talk about a bold-faced lie from the National Archive. Let's go back to the Obama era when he took everything out on a jump drive. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, he was president too, and he could declassify. So why are we raiding his homes? You know, uh, but no, we don't do that. Biden did not have ever as it's a vice easier president. to hide a jump drive, a thumb drive, than it is to hide, you know, cases of of classified documents. I'm saying that if if you went and raided Obama's house. I'm sure he's uh, found a secure location that you'll you'll be hard pressed to find that thumb drive. The safe is where it is. The thing is, though, Laptop the difference between desk. Trump and and Biden, in my opinion, is Trump said to the FBI, "Come on by, we'll show you where this stuff is. You tell me whether you think this is secure enough." They did this. They came by. They said, "Fine, all we suggest is you have uh, a, a more secure safe." which he rectified. That was the initial visit from the FBI. They went back to the office and somewhere along the line said, no, we got to do more than that. And that's when they went back and swatted him. And they make it sound like he was hiding something, which he wasn't doing. Trump was not hiding the the situation that he had in Mar-a-Lago. Whereas with Jumpin' Joe, if you'll remember correctly, it started out at the Penn Biden Center that was, ooh, that, well, that was a one-of, until they found more documents securely placed next to his trash can in the garage in his Corvette, you know. But it was a locked well, garage. Well, they found more documents over again over the weekend. I was, was just going to say that. Thing. That was round three. Well, actually, they found, I guess, they found initially one more page, and then they found some four more pages. So you're right. They've had four discoveries you know, so far. For, for Biden... And I'm just going to say it as best as we can because we just talked about bugs. Uh, these documents are like cockroaches. You see one, there's a hundred behind that's, it. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I mean, 
And, there, there's a bunch but you know, of them there, he but, has the audacity, Bill, to get up there and say, well, you know how much I, I respect classified documents. You know how the seriousness. I mean, he tries to make it sound like he really takes classified documents seriously, yet he's got them strewn around his friggin' garage like I have old newspapers, you know? Well, actually, he was right, though, that he does take documents seriously. He seriously took those documents, and he had no authority to take them, and that is the big difference. So for him, yes. it was theft, and it was treason, and then where they ended up uh, was willy-nilly to where they were in a think tank, they were in the Penn Center, yes. they were in his office, and now he's upset. Well, I'm actually upset with these people that packed the the the, the, the office up. and yes, uh, they're there for you know, yes. They let this out that we had documents. Well, you're 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 mad because you got caught. Do you know these are so sensitive that when the lawyers go to his place, his domicile, and look for these documents, if they find them, because the lawyers haven't got clearances themselves, they have to stop everything. All the searches have to stop when they come across something, and they have to immediately call the government to get one of their top secret people in there to retrieve the documents because the lawyers can't touch them. They're not supposed to even yeah. look at them. But see, here's Steve Ducey talking with uh, Joe about uh, about the documents. Classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? Let me, uh, look, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a lock garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So but anyway, yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, but as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. As part of that process, my lawyers reviewed other places where documents in my, uh, of, from my time as vice president were stored, and they finished the review last night. They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings and storage areas and file cabinets in my home and my, in my, my, my personal library. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn Center. The Department of Justice was immediately, as was done, the Department of Justice was immediately notified, and the lawyers arranged for the Department of Justice to take possession of the document. So you're going to see. We're going to see all this unfold. I'm confident. Okay, so that's Jumpin' Joe, and he was reading it off or trying to read it off uh, a card in front of him. And, you know, I love what he says. It's all going to come out God willing. I'm thinking he's going, God help me, is what he should have said. <laughs> he doesn't believe in God. He, so doesn't, he, he doesn't want uh, to, to talk anymore about this. Holy but you know what? I'm, I'm seeing the commercial now, you mm -hmm. know. Yes. Want to protect your secret documents? Get a Corvette. <laughs> lock them in the lock them in the garage next to your Corvette. They'll be safe then. It's the Biden security system. It's the Corvette if, Biden security system. If a sitting president can trust it, yes. why can't you? Jeez, it's amazing. That's my Corvette. And now. he said in that in that uh, whatever it was press conference. 
He said uh, the thing was concluded. The investigation was concluded last night, which is not the case because they found four more documents this weekend. So it wasn't concluded. He was winging it. Joe was winging it on the stage out there. And uh, and it's, it sounded it. But, you know, Adam Shift, oh, God, you can count on Adam Shift, can't you? Uh, yeah, shifty shift. He yeah. ran out there to defend Jumpin' Joe. Listen. The, the, the White House knew about this on November 2nd. So that was almost a full week before the midterm elections. We didn't learn about it. The public wasn't informed until this week. And it was only after uh, the story was, uh, you know, was out there. Reporters were asking questions. Should they have been more forthcoming? Should this information have been revealed earlier? Uh, I think the administration will need to answer that question. Uh, I'm going to reserve judgment until they do. But I think it's important to point out uh, that the Biden uh, approach was very different in the sense that um, it looks, uh, as far as we can tell, that it was inadvertent that these documents were in these locations. When they were discovered, they were immediately provided to the archives or to the Justice Department. There was no effort to hold on to them, no effort to conceal them, no effort to obstruct uh, the Justice Department's investigation. All of that is a very sharp contrast to Donald Trump's handling of the situation. So as you point out, uh, this is a very different uh, matter. Uh, but nonetheless, I think it's appropriate for a special counsel to look into both situations. I love it how he says, I'm going to reserve judgment. You can count on Adam Schiff to always reserve judgment, to never jump to any conclusions. <laughs> unless Never question a Democrat. Unless, you ought to know that. Well, unless your name is Donald Trump, in which case... You will jump to every conclusion you you can. He but really, he's not a Democrat. See, that's the that's, problem. That's true. So, if you were a uh, Democrat, he would get a slide, but uh, no. <laughs> Adam Schiff, uh, boy, this guy is amazing. He has no shame. It's true that he wanted to be a Hollywood screenwriter. Now, I'm knocking. I'm not knocking that because I I wanted to be a, a screenwriter. I don't know whether I wanted to live in Hollywood. Especially the older I got, the more I. I heard about uh, what really was going on out there, and I preferred to keep writing and sending my stuff from where I lived. But that's another case, another story for another time. But mm -hmm. he still thinks, I still think he's writing his scripts and reading them. Well, obviously, he did a lot of that during, uh, uh, during the first couple of years. I mean, how involved was he uh, with uh, writing? scenarios for Trump. Well, you remember he read one? He read one at a hearing, a, mm -hmm. a congressional hearing. He right. he supposedly read something that was supposed to be word for word accurate and it was all fictitious. I can't think of the exact document, but I know that he did it. And when he yeah, got it was that phone call, remember the phone oh, call yes. thing? Yes. And then he said, "Well, I was paraphrasing the phone call. Oh, you've heard the phone call." No, I'm imagining what went on in the phone call. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. <laughs> Pure fiction. Yes, and you're putting that into what? Uh, you're putting that into record? Good for you. Yes, wonderful. Uh, Don Lemon was on CNN, and he was talking with Chuck Schumer about uh, the classified documents. I really was kind of surprised because, you know, Don Lemon is not your conservative right-wing uh, commentator by all. any stretch of the imagination. 
but he kind of acted a little bit like a news person here. Listen. According to one justice official, said that the White House public statements earlier this week offered a, an incomplete narrative about the classified documents from Biden's time as vice president, reinforced the need for a special counsel. The misleading statements created the impression that Biden's team had something to hide. That doesn't sound that much different than the there's former no, president. John, there's no special prosecutor. Let's see what they have to say. We can have all this speculation and comment. Let's see what they have to say and let's focus on doing things that help the American people. Senator, I have to, I have to get it into, I have to say this. Uh, you, you seem much more measured about this than with the Trump documents because you call for transparency with the Trump documents. You wanted lawmakers to have access to the documents seized from the former president, uh, his residence in Florida, which it seems like you... Bottom line is I said that night it's premature to comment on what should be done. For and President I should try that. Yes, for President Trump. That's exactly so right. I think that your That's statements are consistent for I both. I sure do. For both. You bet. Okay. So... You said the president has fully cooperated, and there's no indication that he and the White House have not. But there is a real question about transparency and what the American people deserve. Let me just let me let the me prosecutors let me will just, get to the bottom of this, and let's let them do it for God's sake. I, I, I know you, you all want to buzz I around and all of that, but let me let me buzz for a minute. Okay, let me buzz. Let me buzz for one minute, and I promise we'll get on to something else. It's not just us buzzing around. You are the Democratic head of the Senate. This is a really important issue. It's not just buzzing around. It's no, but we. And if there were no special prosecutor, there would be, you know, you might have a different thing to say, but there is. And now we have the law enforcement people who have the power to get all the facts out doing it. I support both. I think we should have a special prosecutor on each. I don't mind you asking these questions, but my view is I'm not going to say anything, but let the special prosecutors do their job. That guy is so slimy. He really is. Mm -hmm. But I got to tell you. It's got to be a surprise for him to go to the CNN studios in Washington and to be confronted with that kind of, you know, give and take. Because usually for the past five, six, seven years, it's been a love fest. Every time they go to CNN, they ask the softball questions. It's, you know, huggy, feely. It's really kind well, of a nice get together, you know? Maybe just for a little bit, a light bulb went off in Don Lemon's head. But don't worry, someone will kill that switch soon, you know, and he'll he'll be back in page. Well, uh, it was a... Um, but he did see a light, and he realized <laughs> all ain't what they say it is. And it's interesting to hear Schumer talk like, well, I, I do believe that uh, we got to let it play out. And I, just like I said about the Trump case, they, these guys never said that about the Trump case. They, they were, the, they were jumping to conclusions faster than, uh, faster than anybody before there were conclusions to jump to there. There were, they were made by the Democrats. If you can figure that one out. Um, also, uh, it's Monday. I know it is. I know it is. I'm trying to find, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking and trying to find another story, another audio clip. This is Ronnie Jackson. Ronnie Jackson mm-hmm. is a representative. He used to be the doctor at the White House. And Ronnie, oh, yeah, I remember yeah. him now. Yeah. A- and he actually took care of uh, President Obama. And I mm-hmm. would imagine he probably even worked uh, with Joe Biden when he was vice president. But uh, mm-hmm. he's a conservative Republican. And he talked about the, uh, the documents. He was on the Rob Schmidt show on Newsmax. Listen. Texas Congressman Ronnie Jackson joins me now. Sir, it's good to have you on the show. You know, Biden hasn't denied anything so far. Uh, We know he took classified documents. We know some were top secret. 
He wasn't president when it happened, so he couldn't have declassified them. So it seems like it's a, a fairly slam dunk case. But I guess that presupposes that you're actually going to have a real special counsel here and not like a prop. Absolutely, Robin. Like you said, you know, you make a great case that this guy was involved, involved in the Steel dossier, and you know, he worked for other people that I no longer trust. They were also in the in the Trump administration. He worked for uh, Rod Rosenstein. He worked for uh, current uh, director of the FBI, who was the uh, deputy attorney general at the time. He worked for uh, Christopher Ray, who's yeah. the current director of the FBI. And God knows, I don't trust that guy anymore. Right. So these are people that are part of the deep state. These are people that have been. Uh, involved in weaponizing the government against uh, their political adversaries. And this guy's coming from that background. So I, I'm not willing to give this guy the benefit of the doubt right now. I think you're probably right. I think there's a reason that they picked this guy. And, uh, you know, it's somebody that they think that, you know, will we'll give them the outcome that they ultimately want. But, you know, let's just start by saying, like, this is crazy, Rob. This is absolutely crazy. This is going on. I want to make a point that hasn't been brought up a lot is that, you know, uh, it doesn't matter. I keep hearing the excuse that, well, they were locked up in a closet or they were in a secured space. And Biden says yeah. that his garage was locked. None of that crap matters. None of that matters. He did not have the authority to have those documents outside of a classified controlled space inside the White House or you know, a skiff somewhere. And I, I worked at the White House for 15 years, including the eight years that, uh, that uh, Biden was vice president. And I know exactly how this process works. Those documents cannot be moved around unless they're in a uh, locked briefcase. And the people that move them around actually have to have a courier card. I had a courier card when I was there. The military aides, the other people that move classified information around, they had a courier card. And those documents are in, in brightly colored folders. They have cover sheets on them. They're stamped. So there's no excuse. Now, they're making the case that, you know, that they were just stupid and uh, naive. And they didn't know that the documents were there uh, and that they were in the garage and whatnot. Now, right. I, I will grant, and you know, we've watched this administration for two years. I can buy that argument that they were stupid, naive, and didn't know. But that does not make it okay. If those documents were found in my garage, and I told them that one of my staff members or something put them there without my knowledge, that would mean nothing to these people. Right. I would still right. be responsible and, for it. He's responsible for it. And, and Congressman, you, you know, we, we know that it's classified documents. I think to most people at home that have never worked in Washington, that doesn't necessarily mean a lot. I think, I think the context of what the documents were is, is so critically important here. And we don't know a lot, but we do know that he took documents about Iran and he took documents about Ukraine. And there's only less than 20 documents. So it almost seems like he was choosing specific things for whatever reason. Ukraine well, is the one that stands out the most. You, you've yeah. got, you, you, we know that Hunter was Joe's bag man for Ukraine, that they made together a fortune off Ukraine. 80,000 a month was going to Hunter. We know that money goes to Joe as well. We know it's not just a Hunter scheme. This is a family scheme. They're making money off Joe's uh, access and his power in Washington. Uh, you know, this, this, is, this is what it is. And now we learn that Hunter was living with his dad in the home where these classified documents were found. Uh, and I just wonder, does That's that change anything? I'm not sure that it does. Well, Rob, obviously, I mean, there's 20 that we know about. Who knows how many more there were that they got rid of, that they burned, destroyed, or that, you know, basically that disappeared over the years. Those documents were there for six years since he left. And I'll just make a point to say that he only had Secret Service protection. Vice presidents only get Secret Service protection for six months after the end of the administration. And then he didn't pick up Secret Service protection again until he started running for president again, which was, you know, less than two years before he was elected. So there was a period of time, 18 to 20 four months, probably closer to 24 months, where he had no Secret Service protection. So that was just a normal person's garage. That was also the time where it was listed on Hunter Biden's driver's license as being his home. 
So he was in and out of there all the time. So who knows what happened yep. to these documents? Who knows how many of these right. things yep. Hunter and Hunter's friends and, and his you know, his business partners overseas that are our adversaries right now had access to. This is a huge deal. This is nothing compared to what happened to President Trump because President Trump had the authority to take those documents and review them before they were being archived because he left as the president of the United States, not the vice president. And he had the authority while he was president to declassify those documents. And Joe Biden did not have that authority. He never had that authority. And it's no different than those documents being in his, his house than they would if they were in my house. Congressman, you're not wrong. Thank you so much uh, for taking the time on a Friday night. And uh, the new book right there, Holding the Line. Congressman Ronnie Thank Jackson, you, Rob. thank you so it. much uh, for taking the time. We appreciate it. Good to see you. That's Rob Schmidt and uh, Representative Ronnie Jackson of Texas talking about the classified documents. So what do you think it's going to go, Bill? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think uh, we're going to see more documents uh, come to light? Oh, or? yeah, I think there's going to be more documents. You know, the question is, uh, we kind of got an idea from all their BSing around with Trump what the documents supposedly were, but they were so redacted. Who knows? You got to wonder what was in these documents. And you also got to sit there and take into consideration that they were obtained purely illegally. Should have never left the White House because Biden did not have the authority. You have to take into consideration where those documents ended up residing in a think yeah. tank where they shouldn't have been a think tank that got 42 million dollars of chinese money now let you know let that linger for a little bit and then you know his house oh i was by his corvette well it's not his house it was hunter biden's house or maybe it's the chinese house because of all the dealings that go on so you know that might be interesting to see too who really paid for that house how was it paid for how was it secured who were the guests in that house what are on those documents that might spell really bad news. For, Do you know who uh, ran that uh, that think tank? Do you know who was in charge of that think tank when who? Uh, before Biden was president? Tony Blinken, who is now our Secretary of State, mm-hmm. he was in charge of that think tank in D.C. Uh, and you know, it sat there. I guess the think tank opened in 2017. Right. No, no one's asking the question. Well, where were the documents stored? between 2016 and 2017. There's another year there. We don't know where these documents were and who was taking care of them. Well, you're asking a logical question, and how dare you do something like that? Excuse me. You you, you don't want to do that. No, they're all good questions. and But I don't think we're going to get an honest answer out of old Joe because he's going to sit there and stammer around. You, You hear him stuttering and stammering when he's trying to pull stuff out of thin air or out of his butt, but that's what he does. Um, I, I don't know. You know, you know who's doing the who's doing the, the searches of his place? Is it we know his his attorneys went there to search for documents? I mean, do you think that uh, former President Trump could have had his attorneys bring the documents to uh, the Justice Department? I don't think so. No, they sent well, down a, a SWAT team. There's a lot of weirdness. Yeah, you saw what happened with Trump. Joe, he'd go, well, I, we turned him in ourselves when we discovered they were top secret. Yeah. Joe, you didn't have a clue about anything uh, because you were you were lamenting over the weekend that you were frustrated with the people that packed up the boxes because yeah. nobody came to you with the information. Your attorneys supposedly, you know, found these 
and turned him over. And wait a second, folks. Pull over to the side of the road. Here's another very important thing. Those documents that he had pertain to the Ukraine and Iran. The Ukraine and Iran. Now, we're fighting big time. We're involved big time with the Ukraine. And one of our biggest enemies is Iran. Why those documents? Why did he have them? Uh, it, it doesn't make any sense, and it doesn't make sense that there are two standards, one for the right and one for the left. Can well, you, you got to look at go the history of Joe. I mean, you look at the history of Joe and even Hunter with their dealings with the Ukraine, the power company, and everything else he had going on, his dealings with China and everything that he had going on there and how he profited from that. Uh, even his think tank got money from China. But you also look with the uh, the current uh, communist regime in Brazil. Apparently, Joe and the CIA worked to put that regime in. Why the hell would we put a communist regime in somewhere? I don't have and any. Joe, I don't Joe's have any clue. At the table with him. And every day that goes by, Lula and his communist regime become more and more entrenched in that position. You know, we thought in the beginning that the military was going to side with the people, but apparently that doesn't seem to be the case. They are falling in line with this socialist, communist regime. And yes, uh, uh, before all of this happened, you know, Lula was in jail. Lula was in prison. You know, Lula was involved. He was a president before. He ended up being arrested uh, for corruption and sent to jail. He comes out, they dust him off, and they... They shove him right back into office. And Bolsonaro, they're trying to make him out to be a, a villain. You know, they called him the Trump of South America, Bolsonaros. They, 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 as if that was a bad thing. Uh, I, I would suggest he should wear it as a badge of honor. I don't know where Brazil is going right now. It doesn't look good. For a while it did, when they had the demonstrations just before he was sworn mm-hmm. into office, it looked like the people were going to stand firm and and not uh, let this happen to their country. But the more and more as the, the days go by, the more they seem to be resigned to the fact that it's too late. And that's sad. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, getting back to, uh, to China, you mentioned China and uh, the classified documents. Natalie Winters is a co-host and a producer on the war room with Steve Bannon. She has right. some, some some thoughts about the classified documents. Listen. Penn Biden Center, because there's a really crucial player in all of this, which is called West Exec Advisors. And it was founded by Anthony Blinken, who is, of course, the Secretary of State. But this really served kind of as a pipeline. Um, the office is actually just across the street from the White House. Um, and that kind of symbolizes what the purpose of this company was. It basically staffed the entire Biden regime from top to bottom, top people like Anthony Blinken, but even down really in, in every Every single agency. But why this is so particularly interesting and relevant now is because Antony Blinken served as the managing director of the Penn Biden Center. Uh, you also had Steve Reschetti, who is also a very, very senior aide to Joe Biden in the White House, also served um, as managing director of this Penn Biden Center after Blinken. But Blinken's firm, West Exec Advisors, deleted web pages, which show you that there is indeed a cover up, actually showed that his client base included, and this is a direct quote, US research universities. And do you know what exactly they were advising them on? Again, this is not conspiracy. 
Agency. This is a direct quote from a deleted web page. How they could help these universities, quote, remain a trusted partner for Department of Defense sponsored research grants while expanding foreign research collaboration, accepting foreign donations, and welcoming foreign students in key STEM programs. And by the way, anytime they're using the word foreign there, 99% uh, of the time they're referring to China. Anyone who knows the numbers in terms of Chinese students coming overseas, Chinese money, China outperforms every other country, whether it's donations, research, or students. Um, so this really shows you how evil it was. They were advising these universities how to still receive not just taxpayer-funded grants, but taxpayer-funded grants from the Pentagon to conduct research while simultaneously you know, opening their wallets to cash from the Chinese Communist Party. They've since deleted all of this activity. But again, just to, just to reiterate, Secretary of State Antony Blinken's firm used to court foreign donations for America's top U.S. for America's top universities, and he was also the managing director of the Penn Biden Center, which, as we explained in the last block, really is kind of a key player in this very, very shady, yeah. multi-ten million dollar deals of Chinese money flowing into. Penn. So this should be a very busy week for Mister uh, for President Biden and his regime. Uh, I don't know where this is going to go. If it were a fair situation, I would think that he would get into a deeper, more and more trouble and end up maybe facing things like uh, removal from office. But this really isn't a fair uh, situation. Uh, no. Uh, he, he may get a slap on the wrist and tell all the news media to go away. No, if anything, all of this that we're we're doing right now with the documents are just another way so that they can go back and try to re-hit Trump with the thought. Oops, I just spilled something. Are you all right? Uh, anyway, uh, well, we're okay. We didn't get it on anything important. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, they still want to attack Trump, uh -huh. and all this does is bring the documents back into the light, and they'll try to ignore the light for Biden. Uh, you know, this... Uh, What's going on here, uh, there's there's too many things going on, but I do think down the road what could happen for uh, Biden is at some point in time he will fulfill his usefulness to the Democratic Party or the powers that be, whoever they are, and then they will use it to get rid of him, and that'll be it. And Article 25, the guy, that either remove him from office and put Karmala. President Harris exactly. had this to say about this. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Um, you know, be careful for what you wish for, folks. You, you know, he, she, talk about uh, a ditz. I mean, I, I look at Carmel and I think, would you want this lady to uh, be your assistant if you were an executive in a, in a business? Would you want her to be um, your secretary if you were a lawyer? Uh, Could you imagine if this blew up in uh, Biden's face and we ended up with uh, Carmela? For uh, the next two years, listening to that cackle. That's what I just said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Holy smokes. But the one thing that you know, she doesn't have classified documents because anytime that she has to prep for something, she doesn't study. <laughs> she doesn't read anything. So you would never have to worry about her getting caught with classified documents. Yes, that's true. She doesn't want to be bothered with them. Very good point. Uh, speaking of the Biden administration, the uh, Biden administration's Department of Homeland Security announced a new relief process for illegals on Friday. That's right, for illegals on Friday. 
And and it is a snitching program. Yes. Snitch on American employers get expedited deportation relief. That's right. Uh, it says workers are sometimes afraid to report violations of law by exploit exploitative employers or to corporate uh, in employment and labor standards investigations because they fear removal or other immigration-related retaliation due to reports by an abusive employer. So what the DHS says is, snitch on them, we'll take care of them, and because you snitched on them, we'll protect you, we'll push you to the head of the line and give you expedited service. That's no. right. Will this uh, cause uh, immigrants to uh, come up with imaginary uh, sure. crimes? Oh, absolutely. Did you uh, hear the so story? They'll, they'll make stuff up as they go. Now, can this backfire on the uh, immigrant worker? I mean, the person that really is trying to work, even though they're here illegally, you know, if I'm an employer, I'm not saying I'm this kind of guy, but if I'm going, wait, this guy is here to set me up and snitch yeah. on me, might be making stuff up, you know. Hey, pal, I noticed you're not pulling your fair share of the work there. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to go to the next person in line. Have a nice life. Get out well, of here. Then a guy goes over to the, uh, DH, what are the uh, DHS. He, he says, I was, uh, I was picked on by this guy. He exploited me, and uh, that guy will be punished, and you'll be rewarded for snitching, even though it was a justifiable action that the employer mm -hmm. did. No, th this is this is bad stuff. This is this is this is bad bad stuff. This is the same guy, Myarkis. So, Myarkis is the guy who's who said this. Do you continue to maintain that the border is secure? Yes, and we are working day in and day out to enhance its security, Congressman. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And now you see how it is. We turn Americans into criminals and criminals into saints. Yeah. Welcome to the USA. You got to wonder how long, what is the end game to all of this that we're doing? I mean, uh, we welcome a communist regime. We, did, did you hear what happened in New York? There's a big, a lot of people complaining about this. The in hotels? The hotels, yeah. Yeah, where they're, uh, what they're doing is the immigrants that are staying there, yeah. from what I understand, uh, we don't like the food. We're not going to eat this food. And we're going to trash the room. They trash the rooms. And they, they're drinking in the hallways and having public sex. Mm -hmm. These are the illegal immigrants. They come to the country. They're staying for free, by the way. They're not paying a rent. And these aren't, yeah. they're not staying in just dumpy hotels. Some of these no, hotels are nice. nice ones. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they don't like the food. Man, take this back. You know, no you know, tip for uh, you. No tip you for know, you. I, I just stayed at a pretty nice hotel, and uh, I love the food, and uh, I didn't trash the room. Oh, hell, <laughs> get on the stick. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, what, what the hell is wrong with me? I have you know? no idea. Could have pretended like I was a rock band in there. I don't know how Mayorkas keeps his job. I really don't. I don't know how that guy... Do you remember what he was... Uh, during that, that uh, session where that clip came from? Mm-hmm. He really tried to tell everybody what a great job he was doing. Listen. Secretary Mayorkas, uh, Mr. McCall said the border is wide open. Director Ray testified about an elevated threat of guns and money and um, drugs uh, across the border. Uh, Mr. Guest laid out a lot of the details about the record-breaking numbers. 
and, I, and he, he ended up having to talk more than get an answer from you on something. I just want to ask you, I, I've heard you in the Judiciary Committee recently in the summer testify that the border is secure. Secretary Mayorkas, do you continue to maintain that the border is secure? Yes, and we are working day in and day out to enhance its security, Congressman. Right. Thanks, sir. We have, so, we have remarkable... I, I, I get it. I just wanted to make sure that that's, that still is your uh, your assessment. It, Director very, Ray... It is, and it's very important, if I may. Well, I, don't, just, I, I know there's just not enough time for a lot of explanation, and you've got written testimony and so forth. I just wanted to understand that's your position still. I think it is a... Um, it is a, a, a position that denies reality respectfully, but I wanted to give you the opportunity to say, no, I think the situation's changed or something like that. Director Ray, uh, do you believe that the border is secure? Well, I can only speak to border security from our narrow lane, but, but I can speak to it from that lane. Uh, what I would say is that we see uh, significant criminal threats coming from south of the border, uh, whether it's guns, drugs, uh, money, violence. We see transnational criminal organizations uh, that are sending their drugs here and that are using street gangs here to distribute it, and that contributes to the violent crime crisis here. Uh, we've had takedowns just in the last few months uh, that I could give you as an example. You know, I'll give you just one quick one. You know, in Phoenix, we uh, had a takedown working with CBP, who are phenomenal partners, I should add, uh, where we seized in one vehicle interdiction enough fentanyl to kill the equivalent of the entire state of Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's very one troubling. vehicle interdiction. Thank you, Director Ray. Director Abizade, uh, does the NCTC assess a significant threat from the historic level of uncontrolled crossing at the southern border? Thank you. Uh, we don't actually. Uh, border security is really important. If we look at the nature of the threat and how it's evolved here in the United States homeland, it's been striking how the evolution to lone actors actually reflects how much more difficult it is for terrorists to enter into the United States. We look historically at the kind of attacks we've experienced here in the homeland. None of them have been connected to um, major illegal crossings or otherwise from the southwest border. Right. That said, Director it Ray, remains a top intelligence priority. Director Ray spoke to that earlier about what has historically been true. It makes me mindful of the two, of the of the 9/11 report, that chapter that said the system is was blinking red. It was a failure of the United States government agencies to anticipate a, a threat that should have been obvious to everyone. So it troubles me that the official response is, we don't think that's much of a threat. We have an unprecedented number of people coming across the border. We, a lot of them are being interdicted, but released into the United States without enough scrutiny. A whole lot more apparently coming in without being interdicted at all. And the answer, the official answer is, mm, we don't think there's a terrorism problem there. It just hadn't happened in the past. Uh, I think unfortunately we're gonna find out if it happens in the future. Representative Dan Bishop did a great job there, but you know, I had a, I had a question. Something came to mind when I was listening to that. Yeah. If Bill Knight or Jim Harrington were testifying in front of Congress and we raised our right hand and swore to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And then we said with a straight face that border security is of the utmost importance in our administration. And that Mayorkas says, that the border is secure, we take it very seriously. Is that not lying to Congress? Well, it's perjury. Uh, you're, you're telling a lie, yeah. So shouldn't he go to jail for doing that? 
Well, he should, but then again, look at the January 6th committee and how many people lied there. Yeah. You know, they, you know, they talk about uh, the election deniers promoting a false narrative. It's not a false narrative. It is, it is a fact that we could never prove and not because the evidence isn't there, but because the people that are controlling whether or not you can proceed are saying, no, 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 this door stays closed. You can't look beyond this door. In the, in the case of Mayorkas here, we know exactly uh, what's going on and that he's telling a bold-faced lie. He I just think if, if I said that, if I got up in front of Congress and I lied like that, I'd go to jail. Yeah, you would, would. There wouldn't be any question about it. These guys can do it with... Um, a smile and a smirk, and off they go. I, I just find yeah, that there's amazing. A, there's always a way they can dance, but you know the politicians can get away with pretty much anything they want to. Yeah, that's and that's true. sad. Uh, another interesting thing um, I got to mention this before uh, we sign off the show. Uh, you know, Hunter Biden had a love child, uh, and and that little girl. That little child now is about four years old, and she's absolutely adorable. Uh, he and had, she deserves to take his surname. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 she is the love child. Her name is Navy Joan Roberts. Kind of an interesting first name, Navy Joan Roberts, and she was mm-hmm. born uh, August of 2018. So she's uh, about four. She is an absolute doll. Uh, Mama was. Uh, uh, an exotic dancer. Let's leave it at that, okay? Because mom looks like she's doing her best right now to clothe her and to take care of her and to do all the, the good things for this little sweetheart. And and she looks, like I said, uh, I would be proud to be her grandfather. That being said, Joe Biden doesn't acknowledge her at all. Doesn't acknowledge her at all. And uh, as a matter of fact, in the 2019 ca- uh, campaign, Steve Ducey asked Biden about this little girl. Listen. This meeting, this meeting with my I'm wondering if you have a comment on this report and court filing out of Arkansas that your son Hunter just made you a grandfather. No, that's a private matter. I have no comment. But only you would ask that. You're a good man. You're a good man. Thank you, guys. This is all the time we have. Only you would answer. Uh, only you would ask that he says to uh, to Ducey, classy. And I'm thinking the only one who isn't classy in this conversation is you, you for not mm-hmm. acknowledging this little this little girl was proven to be his grandchild through DNA. Okay, so it is his granddaughter. They put stockings on the uh, chim- the fireplace at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. They put six of them. There should be seven. Yeah. You know what? At some point in time, the truth will come out. And at some point in time, an attorney will come along. And at some point in time, Joe is going to get his ass sued by a little cute girl for, you know. Well, it won't be Joe. It'll be Hunter. Hunter. Oh, Hunter. By, oh, by the way. The family. By the way, Hunter, this past week, filed uh, a response to her. She asked, by the way, the, the woman, uh, the... Uh, London Roberts is the exotic dancer's name. And Mm. uh, she asked the court to grant the last name, the Biden name, to Navy Joan Roberts uh, so that she could be Navy Joan Biden. 
because that is her real last name. Her father is Hunter Biden. That's proven scientifically. But Hunter being the class act that he is, and you know he's a class act. I mean, any guy who will swim naked with uh, every trollop in Hollywood uh, in his pool doing cocaine and and drinking and cavorting and and performing sexual acts on video, Uh, any guy who would do that, you know he's a class act. And uh, I'm being facetious, obviously. Uh, But anyway, he filed a motion to not allow that uh, little girl to use the last name Biden. Can you imagine that? Well, let me be a little facetious here. You know, Hunter liking to swim naked and run around naked and cavort around. Yeah. Let's just say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. That's true. That's true. Because uh, you're, that's a good point. What do they call? They call the Secret Service used to call uh, Joe when he was Cobra. vice president. Cobra. Cobra, Cobra, Cobra's on the move. That's because he used to, uh, from what I understand, he used to like to uh, cavort around the vice presidential mansion uh, uh, in his uh, altogether. Yeah. Without without he his business without his altogether without so his presidential garb without his presidential garb on. Yeah. So, Kamala, be careful what seats you sit in. because Oh, gee. <laughs> well, you'd like to think they uh, they clean and sanitize. I would think they do that. but uh, There's no way you can clean up Joe. Oh, I'm my sorry. goodness. Uh, any- uh, you know what? You know, he's he's sitting there picking on an innocent little kid. Any guy who and- would, would value his Corvette more than he values his grandchild. That speaks volumes. Well, he values his Corvette more than he values the security of our country and the secrecy of our documents. Oh, you shoot and score. That's a three-pointer from the distance. Good shot. Damn right it is because he, you know, (laughs) I don't need to say anything more, but I'm you, Elvis has yes, left the building. Just drop the mic, man. Drop the mic. You're done. Oh, gosh. But anyway, uh, I you got to feel in a way, in a way I feel bad for the little girl who doesn't get to use the name. If You know, that's they, they got clout. So odds are that whatever judge is considering that is probably going to file uh, against the little girl and the mom, even though that doesn't make any sense at all. But in a way, I would say to the little girl, I would use your mom's last name. She has more class. Well, Just that's saying. true. And, you know, I, I don't know the oath of a judge or anything like that. But if he rules against the little girl when there's DNA proof and, and all the proof in the world is there to support the, the claim, mm-hmm. you know, then that judge isn't worth his weight. You know, in, well, how anything. many judges have disappointed us, Bill, in the last uh, last six months or a year? A lot of well, them. All these judges were bought and paid for. So yeah. that tells you, you know, they might say, you know, that, 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 that mother, you know, she was a stripper. She was a hooker. She was a whore. Oh, well, excuse me, but a judge that gets paid off to render a verdict. No difference. But here's the thing, that, that that mom who's uh, uh, an exotic dancer, a stripper, whatever you want to call it, all the other descriptives, um, she's doing all the right things right now. I mean, she's clothing that little girl. 
She's loving that little girl. She's, she's taking doing care. What she's got to do. Yes, she's protecting that little girl, and she's trying to give that little girl a legacy and and have her not lead the life of a bastard, you know, to lead the life of somebody who has a family legacy, and and uh, they're trying to they're trying to stop that. What if anyone doesn't have any class, Joe Biden? I would say it's you, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, that yeah. being said, we've done it, my friend. Another show in the can, man. Another week, another show. Another uh, week, another show. Another day, another zero dollars. <laughs> exactly. But that can change. If you are yeah. an advertiser, you want to advertise on It's Another Day, uh, a program heard around the world. And we're not kidding. I mean, it surprises us, too. Sometimes we find ourselves pinching each other. Well, not each other, but we're pinching e- ourselves. You that know, didn't, that didn't I used sound to work right. for major radio stations where I was heard around the block. That's true. Me and, too. <laughs> Me too. Sometimes and, I had to go out to I, my I got car. Signed renewal contracts for I, that. So. Sometimes I'd have to go out to my car in the parking lot, turn the radio on to make sure we were broadcasting. You know, I mean, uh, but this is nice. We're heard around the world. We have, we have the proof. It's in countries like Germany, Russia, Thailand. You know, we're everywhere. They may not even know what we're saying, but they still listen. How's that? <laughs> they may speak another language, but they like the sound of Bill's voice or something, you know? Yeah, or, or your voice. Yeah, they hear us laughing all the time. He must have said something yeah. funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we got to listen I'm going to keep guys. listening to this. Exactly. Because uh, you never know what they're up to. They, and, for all uh, we know, know, they may think we're, we're doing a children's show. You know, hey, kids, gather around the radio. It's another day. Um, Hey, folks, have yourself a great day. Bill, enjoy yourself. Uh, a lot of things in the news today. I'm sure we're going to hear more and more about this classified document stuff. And I uh, think there will be new stories this week, to be honest with you. I mean, the cycle of news uh, news continues, but uh, there could be new stories this week, new revelations to distract us even more as we speak right now. We didn't even talk about the Ukraine, and that's got to be uh, a big big story lots lots of stuff going on there didn't talk about the covid variant that had killed 80,000 people in one month in uh, in china and they say that the new uh, omicron uh, sub variant mm-hmm. uh it it attacks people that have been uh, vaccinated good that's yeah, great news so- having been a Dumb numbskull that got the first two shots. I'm awfully glad to know that. I'd hate to be at the back of the line when it comes to another variant. You know, I I think the best post that I've seen so far, we're only two weeks into the new year, and and people are saying, if this is how the year is going to be, it already sucks. I want it (laughs) over with. So that's what you got to look forward to. Move on to 2024. Hey, Bill, I'll see you later, pal. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. 
and tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? 